Good evening, everybody. Thank you for being here tonight. What we believe is a special message uh, in season uh, for the church. Uh, we try to be relevant in, in what we share, uh, encouraging people in the journey uh, that they are on, that, that we are on together. Uh, the, the stuff that we are dealing with, with support and encouragement. And, uh, and um, tonight I wanted to speak on the subject of help. I'm overwhelmed. There's something that we can all relate to because everyone feels overwhelmed from time to time. It's a normal, natural part of life. Whether it's things that happen to us, things that we're going through, um, just our makeup sometimes of the sort of personality character uh, that we have. So it's something that we can all relate to. And listen, if you've never been overwhelmed by anything or you don't feel overwhelmed by anything at the moment, hey, listen, brilliant. He says, tell me at the door how you do it and stuff, because I think it's just something that we all, as I say, can relate to and stuff. And we want to see what the spiritual response is uh, to this. Uh, we can feel overwhelmed from time to time in life, but living in an overwhelmed state uh, is not good for our mental, emotional, physical and spiritual health. It's not good to live in that state all of the time. And so we're just going to take a look at this tonight uh, and believe in that God is going to speak to each and every one of us and not give us um, the sort of instant answers here, but just an understanding of, hey, listen, you're going through some stuff at the moment that's making you feel overwhelmed. If you're going through some stuff, you are like, hey, there's two or three things going on in my life at the moment. Hey, listen, you know, we want to be able to firstly give you some support and encouragement from God's word uh, and then just some support and encouragement from the church as well. So let's just take a moment and pray as we open uh, this up. Father, we come before you tonight. Thank you, Father, that you deal with us where we are with what we're going through. You are right there with us. The Father, we look sometimes and think we should be further on. We look sometimes and think, oh, maybe I should be here instead, but Lord, have us exactly where you want us. And Father, with whatever stuff that we are dealing with, you are walking beside us with all that stuff and in all that stuff. And we thank you for that tonight. And Father, as we look at this, uh, subject of being overwhelmed. Father, it's something that's mentioned all the way through the Bible, particularly the Psalms. And Father, that means we believe that you have something to say to us tonight, Lord, about this. And so, Father, we commit this next short time to you. Our hearts are open, our lives are receptive, Father, to what you have to say to us uh, this evening. In Jesus' name, Amen. A quick description of what, what I believe it means to be overwhelmed. The, uh, the first one is this, is to be buried or drowned beneath a mass of something. Almost like if you were standing in the sea and the waves were coming over your head, you catch your breath and then the next one comes over your head, you catch your breath and then the next one comes over your head, you catch your breath. That, that's really what the description of being overwhelmed means, that you're buried or drowned beneath the mass of something and so the second term can be to feel a strong sense of emotion that, that when you're overwhelmed it drives up the the emotion within you that that feeling of i can't cope everything just seems to be 
out of control and I'm not in control of anything that's happening. Life seems to be happening to me rather than me sort of enjoying life or in control of what's going on in life. And you have that strong sense of emotion of feeling overwhelmed. And that can lead us on to the really, the, the third thing is a description of it. When there is so much going on and it's all at once and though it's all happening now. Uh, and that would be a good description of what it means to be overwhelmed. You ever had those weeks whereby it's not one thing that goes wrong or two things that go wrong, it's three things that go wrong. Occasionally it's four things. So by the time you start off on a Monday, uh, you can find you've got some news that you didn't want to hear, then you find out one of the appliances in the house is broke and that's going to cost you a fortune. And then the next day you find out the cars broke down and so you need to pay for that as well. And then on the Wednesday you find out that there's something wrong with one of the kids and you've got to deal with that as well. And suddenly you can't wait for the end of the week because you've only got to Wednesday and there's already four things that have happened here that in a sense is making you feel overwhelmed. It's like this is life and you know the first thing you do is think to yourself it says oh why me well why is this happening to me the second thing is look I could cope with one of these things or possibly two of these things but I certainly can't cope with uh, three or four of these things going wrong or maybe you feel like this maybe this is a description of you this has been a description of me at different points in my life so I'm not saying to you, here you go, I've got all the answers tonight. I'm telling you, listen, this is the way I felt when I was overwhelmed, when there were things that were going on in my life and stuff. I would say, there's not enough hours in the day. Nobody knows how busy I am. And no one understands because no one lives my life. They don't know what it's like. And when somebody tells me they're overwhelmed, I begin my conversation by telling them how overwhelmed I am. And that beats their being overwhelmed because I'm far more overwhelmed than they're overwhelmed. And we end up talking like this because we look at it and say, our experience is far worse, our stress level is far worse. Nobody can possibly understand how overwhelmed I feel at this particular moment. I'm actually overwhelmed by my overwhelming. <laughs> Do you ever feel like that? Never look at it and say, yes, that's a little bit of me. And he says, I know that's a little bit of me. And because what happens then is when we become overwhelmed, we end up thinking like that. We have that pity party where you're the only one invited. That's what a pity party is. And you start to begin to think that nobody else is dealing with what I'm dealing with. You know, when we're overwhelmed, uh, uh, our thoughts are flooded emotional physical sensations often related to a spe specific problem it's difficult for us to manage we look at it and say how do we deal with this how do we get out of this what well, what's the answer to this uh, and we see those mountain of tasks that are in front of us and they just look overwhelming i mean if i said to people in here how many people work to a to-do list in here you know, that you have that to-do list of all the stuff that you have to do every single day. I have a to-do list. It's one of those handwritten ones you buy from Home Bargains and on it. You start writing down everything that you've got to do. And you think to yourself, you say, I have an incredibly busy day tomorrow. But the reality is, if you're being overwhelmed by stuff that's going on in life, do you know what you do? You just tend to leave it. That tends to make you feel worse then. 
because you're looking at it and thinking, well, I didn't work on any of them. Or what you said was mañana, which is the only Spanish I know, which is, there's always tomorrow. I mean, how often do we do that? And suddenly that feeling, uh, well, was it right there? Was it right? Yeah, close, by Rebecca Brown. Our translator says, I was just nearly right, okay. So here we go. So we look at it and say, this is the issue, isn't it? With the stuff that goes on in life. And so we can be overwhelmed then, overcome by emotions because something feels too stressful, too hard to handle. Our emotional response often combined with a physical reaction it inhibits our ability to think straight. Uh, and we start to think things that we know we shouldn't think. And we start to get into dangerous areas in our mind of how we should handle a situation. And so that physical reaction suddenly starts to feel a little bit like stress. You know what it's like? The shallow breath, the, the pressure upon the chest, a racing heartbeat, sweating. And that all sounds a little bit like me preaching, to be honest with you. But, and actually, you might shut down, you step out, or you get out, because you want to avoid being overwhelmed. So you face a situation, a circumstance, you look at and say, do you know what, it'd be better if I just avoided it. But better if I just avoided that because it causes me to feel overwhelmed by what's going on, so we just avoid it. So it affects our emotions. We're moody, we cry easily, we're irritable, and we're withdrawn. And listen, that's as much for the men as it is for the women. So don't the men sit in here and say, oh, that's not us, that's a female issue. Oh, no, it's not. I says we're as moody and as irritable uh, and withdrawn uh, regardless of gender. So the experience that we often have stems from feeling like things are out of control because we feel overwhelmed there's too much going on fearful situations we've lost a loved one excessive workload stressful work environment conflict in personal relationship with friends or family relationship difficulties or breakups financial problems health concerns traumatic experience what's going on in the news major life changes all of these can overwhelm us in life. That's just the introduction tonight. Now, if I sat down now, you would think, I'm never coming to listen to him preach again. He says, that's just the introduction. The question we have to ask, if the title of this is Help I'm Overwhelmed, is what is God's answer to this? How does he help us? When I, when I was doing some research on this, uh, I, I went online and looked and I said, listen, how do you overcome overwhelmed and they gave me all this the advice all good advice by the way you know listen you know control your breathing practice your breathing go for a walk take time out uh, get yourself out of the stressful situation all good things with 25 tips to do this 50 tips to do this and stuff but I don't feel as though we're not here tonight for that we're here because we want to give the, the biblical response because it speaks of in the Bible about the feeling of being overwhelmed it says, King David writes in Psalm 62, and this is going to be the basis of helping us tonight. Is this, he says, hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer from the end of the earth. I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. 
For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. You will prolong the king's life, his years, as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O oh, prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him, so I will sing praises to your name forever, that I may perform, daily perform my vows. So we read these words and we say, well, how do we take these words then and apply them to the situations that are going on in our life that are causing us to feel overwhelmed? There's not a magic button here that we can press, but there is truth contained in Scripture that help us with the stuff that is going on in our lives. And if David, the, who writes the majority of the Psalms, one of the biggest names in the Old Testament, a man after God's own heart, if he can write, hey, listen, he says, when my heart is overwhelmed, he understood what it was, what it is to face some of the stuff that we are facing. See, the context of this Psalm is David who writes this, he says he's far from home, he's struggling. He says he prays and says, when my heart is overwhelmed, which suggests that he has felt that way. He's felt that way, he understands what it is. Now listen, another version is when my heart is faint, when my heart is weak, or when my heart is sad. And so this is an understanding of what it means here to be overwhelmed. He says, and we're not actually told the specific reason why David was overwhelmed. It's actually better that we do not know for this reason. That if we knew his specific circumstances, we would be strongly tempted to think that God only rescues those people in that situation. And that's not true. That God rescues all people in every situation. God wanted this prayer to be prayed by his people, no matter the reason, their heart is overwhelmed. No matter what it is that they are facing at the moment, he says they could understand from the words of David here, from the answer in scripture, what they needed to do. Now, we have to remember this is a prayer. So this is David's response, it's a prayer, for the prayer is a description firstly of who God is and what God has done for him. And there were three things I want to just help us with tonight. The, the first thing that David does is this, when his heart is overwhelmed, is this. He says, he changes perspective. He says perspective is a wonderful thing, isn't it? It helps us to view everything very differently. He says back in August, on our wedding anniversary, uh, we went to the Grand Central Hotel, Ooh, I know, for afternoon tea. And it, it was very, very posh. But it was on the 22nd floor of the hotel and stuff. So right at the top there. Now, the view was amazing. The view was incredible. It, it said the food wasn't up to much because the scones are only that size and stuff. So, well, not really mine. But anyway, the view was amazing. And the windows sort of, because they were selling the view, the, the, the windows were sort of, you could sort of see all the way round for miles. You could see all the landmarks. I, I actually, it stopped me eating for a while because I pinpointed out all the landmarks of Belfast, all the, all the famous places, the, the Highland and Wolf Cranes and the Titanic building and the Mater Hospital and uh, Living Hope Belfast. I found that from the top 22nd floor. But the, the picture that I had 
was amazing because of the perspective. Because I was so far above everything that was going on. As a matter of fact, the clouds came in and blocked the view for a few minutes. Like, was almost going to ask my money back. And the clouds came in and it blocked the view. But when it cleared again, the perspective, the view over everything was incredible. Right up Belfast Lock uh, to Carrick, right down to the Mourn Mountains. The picture was incredible. The first thing David did here, when he was overwhelmed, was he changed his perspective. Because the line of his prayer was, lead me to the rock that is higher than I am. Lead me to that which is not at the perspective of the situation that I am in now, that's causing me to feel overwhelmed, but that which is above. Who is above? God is above. It's always sometimes our perspective as we look at different things. And sometimes when we're in the middle of feeling overwhelmed, we can feel the way we felt that I described at the beginning. Almost like nobody knows what's going on to me. I'm feeling sorry for myself. Nobody knows how hard it is. And though they've got genuine reasons for being overwhelmed, our perspective sometimes is inward rather than outward and above the circumstance and the situation that we are going through. It says, because David just simply prays the prayer, it says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I am, above the situation that he's facing, above whatever it is he is going through, he's praying a prayer that changes his perspective. Because perspective is everything, isn't it? So I'll tell you another story and stuff, because stories always good. A few years ago, we had to, I had to live in a hotel. The house got flooded. And so we had to live in the Premier Inn in Carrick for a couple of months. Now, when we lived in the hotel and stuff, it was, you know, my perspective was very different from Athena's, simply because you get an all-you-can-eat breakfast every morning. <laughs> Which for two months is a challenge. Well, I saw it as a challenge. I didn't last it. And in your bedroom, you, you, got the, the, you, you got it cleaned, your bed made, every day. Like, every day. Do you know what I mean? It was like you come home from church and, and it was like, I thought, I understood Paul's words to the Corinthians. Though I am now in the third heaven. You know, that's the way I felt and stuff. But it was different. Because my perspective was very different from Athena's perspective, which was when we got the opportunity to go home, I was like, but I don't want to go home. <laughs> if I'm honest, the men are easily pleased, aren't they? Fry every morning, bed made, that's it, we're happy. <laughs> and the perspective was very different because she wanted to go home, she wanted to get back to the house, even though the house was totally upside down. I was like, but we could stay here for a few more days. I mean, we'd been paid up to the end of the week and stuff, you know, I thought we could do this. To be honest, I would probably still be there now had they not, you know, moved me out because perspective is so different for everybody. When we're down on this level feeling overwhelmed by all the stuff's going on, it says there is another picture of what is happening above us. That's a picture that God wants us to see. What's going on above us? And David catches hold of that in this verse because it, God always has a different view of what overwhelms us. And then David does four things. 
He recalls four attributes of God. He remembers who God is to him. The first thing he says is this. He says, God is his rock. He says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And he's saying this in his prayer as a declaration. He's reminded that God is his stability, his security, something strong enough to stand against the waves of being overwhelmed by everything that's going on in life. He said, not a, not a magic thing that's happening, but something that stands against the waves of being overwhelmed. A rock. God is his rock. He says this because it's important now. He recalls who God is and what God has done for him. The second thing that he says is God is his shelter. A cover from danger and trouble. It's like he's reminding himself when he says, for you have been a shelter for me. He's reminding himself, this is what God has been for me. Even though I feel overwhelmed, even though when my heart is overwhelmed, he says there is a reminder of what God has been for him yesterday. We stand on the promises of God from yesterday. They're the, what gives us a strength today. And David simply does that. He's his rock, he's his shelter. And then the third thing that we see here is that God is his strong tower, a place of protection and strength. When he says a strong tower from the enemy. And then the fourth thing he says, and this is, God is like a mother hen with outstretched wings, a place of safety, warmth and protection. And so here David gives this description in his prayer that this is who God is to him. But do you know what? This is who God is to us as well. He says that has not changed. Though written many thousands of years ago, the truth of that is still tonight. When we feel overwhelmed, God is all of those things to us. Our shelter, our strong tower, our rock, like a mother hen with outstretched wings. The word of God does not change. He says we can, we, we can take that tonight uh, as a promise, as a security, as a certainty, as an assurance tonight. When we are overwhelmed by the things that are going on to us in life. And so he does that about the perspective. The second thing that, that David does is this, he challenges his assumptions. I love this thought that somebody said, it's not mine. He says, no one image could fully express the greatness of God's help to David. And the four things he described, he says, shelter, help, strong tower, mother hen, protecting under the outstretched wings, all of those things. There is not one description of God that simply fits everything that he is to you and to me. He understands what we are going through. Today's troubles are best faced standing on the steps of God's faithfulness yesterday. You know, and this is true, and I know you're not reading this in the Bible, it's very true to encourage us this evening because we're all here. And this is true. So far you've survived 100% of your worst days. You're doing okay. You know, sometimes people just need to hear that, don't they? Not something big, deep and the theological, just in the journey that they're on with God. He says, listen, you're here tonight. He said, you could be anywhere tonight, but you're in church. He said, and that's not a thing that we're saying, that, you know, because it's just the truth. 
It says in all the worst days that you face, it says you are looking and you're saying, where is my answer coming from? Where is my hope coming from? Where is my trust uh, in? Who is my trust in? He says it's simply this. He says in God alone. Why are we doing that? Because David does that. When he says he's my rock, my shelter, my help, he says all of these things that God is, he is to us tonight. But actually we've survived 100% of your worst days, you're doing okay. And listen, I guarantee this, absolute certain, that even if I just nailed it down to the last seven days, some of you had some terrible days. Some of you had some days maybe in these last week where you've not wanted to get out of bed. Where you've just wanted to pull the duvet over your head and simply turn around and say, stop the world, stop everything. You know, I'm not interested in getting out of bed today. That may well have been you this morning. He says, and you know what? You've survived 100% of your worst days. You're doing okay. Keep hold of what God is doing in your life. He says, because that changes our perspective. Because our assumption sometimes is nobody understands what we're going through. Nobody understands everything that's happening to us. Uh, and actually, one, people do, but more importantly, God does. And he understands everything that you're going through. We assume things sometimes, don't we? We assume that nobody can possibly understand everything that's happening to me. Uh, that, that they assume that I'm feeling overwhelmed. Would they understand if I told them? Actually, you know, most people, if they were honest, if you shared with them why you're feeling overwhelmed, they would turn around and say, you know, I went through that myself. Oh, I'm going through that myself. And we're support and encouragement to each other. And often at times when we're going through the difficult times, when we're going through the challenges, sometimes you know what you need? Just a word of encouragement from somebody. Keep going, you're doing okay. Oh, but I don't feel like I'm doing okay. Listen, don't go by your feelings. They said, but you're doing okay. Keep going. You've survived 100% of your worst days because you're still here. You're still fighting on. You're still trusting God for everything that's happening. You see, David remembered that God had answered his prayers in the past. Why would he not answer his prayers in the present today? And in the past, God himself had been all of these things to David. As his heart is overwhelmed, as he's feeling sad, uh, as he's feeling depressed in a sense and all that stuff going on in his life, he remembers that God was this to him yesterday. Why would he not be this to him today as well? And he will. And David simply prays in the next part of his prayer, I will abide in your tabernacle forever. And the tabernacle is a word for tent. Tent of God is a refuge for the weary traveller. The place where protection, hospita hospitality are given to the honoured guest. The tent is the tabernacle, the meeting. It was the place of Israel's sacrifice and worship. Go when you're feeling overwhelmed and when life is hard and there's stuff going on. He says, you know the best place to find yourself? In God's house. It just is. It's not because I'm the pastor and I want you to all come and listen to me preach. He said, that's not the reason why. Uh, we have said this before because this is true. He says, you know where a lot of ministry happens in our church? Not here. He says, down here, after church. He says, when people are coming over and saying, how you doing? You're a good looking girl, you are. Well, anybody tell you that. All right, look at that. Didn't I put a smile in your face, eh? Now, I can't do that with all the ladies in here, okay? But if you'd like me to, I'll be at the door at the end, okay? 
But listen, most of the ministry in church happens at the end of church. It's not necessarily standing here at the front when we pray for people at the end, but people just encouraging and supporting and helping because we're there for each other. You cannot underestimate the power of turning up. That often what people do when they say that they're having a hard time, the first thing they do is say, oh, I'm not going to church today. I mean, that's like saying, oh, I don't feel well. I'll not go to the doctor today. Or I'm feeling hungry. I'll not go to the supermarket today. Do you see how absurd it is sometimes? And actually church is there because it does this help and strength for people who are feeling overwhelmed. That God uses me and you to support and encourage those who are feeling overwhelmed. And do you know what the wonderful thing is? There'll be a time that you feel overwhelmed and I have a word of support and encouragement for you. And there'll be a time uh, I'm feeling overwhelmed and you'll have a word of support and encouragement for me. And you know what? That's just the way the church works. I think that's the most effective the way the church works. That while people are in, even in here tonight, are suffering and dealing with stuff in their lives, the ministry after church will people going over, giving somebody a hug, saying, can I pray for you? I know what's going on in your life at the moment. And suddenly we're dealing with that, that feeling of overwhelmment because we're in church, because we're in the tabernacle, the place, the tent, but the, the, the sacrifice and the worship, and although that doesn't happen today because of what David said, the, the idea is still the same. It's a place where God is. And it's a place where God is. And although we can't say, we can only say some stuff, actually God can say everything. And he uses us to say it. Uh, and, you know, the, the, we see this, and, and we see this happening all the time as the encouragement for people who are feeling overwhelmed. The third thing is this, son, that you choose the life you want. Now before some of you think I've been reading Joel Osteen or some of these boys here and stuff, I haven't. Let me explain to myself uh, here. He says, choose the life you want. Change the things you can. Leave the things you can't in God's hands. Let me explain. David does this as the last verse. He says at the end of his prayer, he does two things. I will praise your name forever. And I will perform my daily vows for you. The promises he's made to God, he's going to continue doing. He's still going to sing his praises to God. He says, though he feels overwhelmed, and we did this a couple of weeks ago, because David is teaching us something through the Psalms, that actually, and, 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 and he's standing up to me. He says, when, when God makes us wait, what do we do? We worship. When our heart is overwhelmed, what do we do? We worship. And that's the key sometimes, that actually because it's an expression of a heart, it's our expression of our motive. And David does this here, he does two things. He can change something about what's happening. He can do this, I will sing praises to God. and I will continue to perform my daily vows, the promises I've made to God. The things I can do, I will do. The things I can't do, I will leave in God's hands. Uh, and that's what we have to do sometimes. That's the things that we have to do. Because we've all got to get up tomorrow. We've all got to continue on with the stuff that's going on in our life. But God often gives us the tools that we need. Because when you are overwhelmed in life, the first thing that disappears is your spiritual energy. 
and your spiritual energy is what feeds all the other energy that you have. You can cope with anything in life that overwhelms you if you know that God is with you and for you. You can. It says everything that you face in life, there is nothing that is a surprise to God. There is nothing that is too big a challenge to God. Everything you're thinking about tonight, which is on that, you don't know what's going on in my life. Listen, it's not too big for God. It's not too big for God. He can meet you at your point of need where you feel overwhelmed this evening. And if we don't do that with our spiritual energy first, it says it affects everything else. You know, spiritual energy might just be a worship song in the morning. Might just be a Bible verse, a thought for the day. Might just be something that just gives us something that says, God, I'm feeling overwhelmed today because of the stuff that I've got to face. But God, I know that you are going to be with me. I know that you are with me. I know that you're for me. And you see, when you start to speak that stuff out, when you start to speak that stuff into your life, almost as, as this is what God wants you to say to yourself, that actually when you're overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That there isn't anything that's going for a walk, taking a lot of deep breaths, having a coffee break, excuse me, time with your friends are all good things. But the most important thing when you feel overwhelmed is that time with God that restores your spiritual energy, that gives you that right perspective on what you're going through. That's the spiritual response. That's the biblical response. Because our spiritual energy is the source of all our other energy and desire. See, the first thing that happens when we feel overwhelmed is that we can feel empty. Feel like we've got an empty tank. And, and this is so true, isn't it, that an empty tank will take you exactly nowhere. Take time to refuel. Actually, when I was coming up with this quote, uh, being an Englishman, I thought, an empty tank will take you exactly nowhere. Get full. But then I realised getting full means something totally different over here in Northern Ireland. So that's why we've done this. Take time to refuel. God wants you to refuel. Because your spiritual energy is key to everything else that's going on when you're feeling overwhelmed. All the other stuff is good stuff. All the other stuff is helpful stuff. But it's not what David suggests here when he says, I will sing praise to my God and I will perform my vows to him daily. What do I need to do tomorrow? What do I need to do by choice? Not what do I need to do for the next six weeks and have one of those plans that do that because we're not doing that. What do I need to do tomorrow? What's the verse that, that I need to read tomorrow? What's the prayer that I need to pray tomorrow? What's the worship song that just I need to listen to tomorrow? And you see, we eventually begin to fill our tank up again when we're feeling overwhelmed. And actually, when we face the stuff in life, it says God is never out of control with us. There is nothing that you are going through that God doesn't already know about. He's not surprised if you pray in the morning, Lord, I'm going through this. And his assurance is, I know, I know. Uh, and in the difficulty and the challenge of that situation that you're going through, he's given you the assurance and certainty he is with you. I mean, the greatest promises in the Bible are always the shortest, aren't they? God is with you. 
I mean, four words, you know, God is with you. That's the greatest promise we can hold on to in the Bible, particularly when we're feeling overwhelmed. It's a prayer that we can pray even just in an instant in the morning. God, will you be with me today in everything that I face? And, you know, and I hope some of this, because the time has gone, but we, we want to finish simply doing this. We, we, the worship team are going to come up and they're going to play uh, quietly. Uh, just as a background, because we want to pray for people tonight. We want to have a prayer line at the front, and we're simply doing this. And there's no shame in this, because there's stuff that people are going through. If you're overwhelmed by something at the moment, you don't have to tell us what it is. We as the elders just want to pray for you. We just want to pray and encourage you, and just do that for you this evening, just simply to say... We believe when you are overwhelmed by something, that God is the answer. He's holding on to you. He's with you in everything that you are going through. So we're going to invite the team up, and then I'm going to pray. And we just ask the team just to play just quietly, uh, just so because, and then we'll finish with our... Okay. <laughs> because God will have answered our prayers. Let's just pray. As I pray, what I would like to do is invite you just to come out the front... And if you would like prayer tonight because you, you are overwhelmed tonight by something. Stuff going on, you don't understand what's happening. You feel it's out of control. Life is happening, but you don't feel you're a part of that. And so we just want to pray for you this evening. Just ask every head to be bowed. And as I pray, please make your way out to the front. Father God, we, we come before you tonight. Father, there is many stuff going on in people's lives tonight. Father, your word says, when I am overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And Father, what we're doing tonight is we come and pray for people. We're saying, Father, as they feel overwhelmed, we're not leading them to the good advice that we have. We're leading them to you and asking you, Father, would you give them the, the assurance? Would you give them the encouragement? Would you give them the reminder of who you are to them and for them, that you are with them? And so, Father, we should just take this moment now as a response. Father, we work our way along here and just pray. I'm just going to ask the elders to join me at the frontier and just listen, pray just one person and just work your way along just as we pray uh, tonight for people. If you haven't come out, listen, just pray for people where you are. Just, just take a few minutes many needs that people have here we just want to pray for them this evening Hallelujah. thank you Lord Hallelujah.